there. Hi. How are you, Valerie? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm okay. You know, it's been a day. Um, um, yeah. This I, is John Padgett. And that's Valerie Marquardt over there. And one thing I want to say, we've been recording this for a year, but didn't start posting until a few weeks ago. Right. Um, so... Uh, one thing I've noticed is that we don't thank people for listening. Thank you so much for listening. being here, guys. I really appreciate <laughs> so it. So if you're listening regularly, thank you. Thank you so very much for contrib- contributing to our passion project. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully. I really appreciate that. And thank if you, you like, rate, and subscribe, which I'm still working on the whole social media aspect of it. The problem is, is like I get started okay. late at night, and then I fall asleep before I finish. <laughs> Because we're still full-time employees yeah, with very demanding jobs. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm not really. Can you? Is that better? No, I think that's worse. That's better. Nope, no, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better. Okay. Oh, is that better? I think that's it's, better. That's better. Okay. That's better. Ooh. Oh, damn. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Um, actually, I think that's worse now. All right. Because then I would have to. And no one wants me to whisper. No one wants you to whisper. You talk really low sometimes. I do. And I don't mean to. Um, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, and you don't, because how would you know? Um, <laughs> we do this every Monday. And, right. And as we're doing this, and we're trying to upload every Monday, and so we're trying to stay on top of it, because the thing about being a successful podcaster is consistency. Yeah. You have to maintain. Have to be consistent. And so that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So we wanted to bank a bunch of episodes, so for when life got in the way and we actually couldn't get together... Right. We would have enough to cover that. Which is... It's what, a cushion. And I, and I think that we should make this the next episode, by the way. You do? Why? Why not? I don't know. Okay, well, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss <laughs> We'll discuss it. it. We'll discuss it. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I just wanted to... Oh, well, I mean, if there's something you want to say before I dive in with what I want to say. Oh, I know what you want to say, and I, I'm excited about your... Because we were going to talk about this last week. We were, but we got, we got wrapped up in shit. So, <laughs> go ahead. Can we talk about the greatest generation, the smartest generation, um, Gen Z? Oh, my God. Really? That's what they're we're doing? They're so smart, John. Oh yeah, do you even... I mean, if they weren't thinking for us, what would we do? I don't... I, well, thank you for the instruction. It's like... <laughs> Um, it, it's, this is going to sound super condescending and I guess it's going to be, um, <laughs> it, being lectured by Gen Z about the way things are is similar to back in my like early thirties. I was, I was still outplaced by, I think it was millennials who in the hipster culture that are, that was always like, it's probably something you've never heard of. Right. Do you remember that? Well, one? we have, yeah, covered that, but it was mostly right. music or right. whatever. Music but it's or whatever. Like, yeah. Crickets and what fucking. was the joke? That, how many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. It's a, such an obscure number. You've probably never heard of it. Right. That's right. That's about right. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. So um, why don't you why don't you give uh, the listening audience so, about a, yeah. a rundown of on of the news last why week? Why you're cheesed? <laughs> on the news last week, I just thought I was cracking up. So on the news last week, they were talking about how, um, so we've already had news coverage about four day work weeks Yep. and, you know, um, like kind of like, I don't know what they call it, but you know, half ass Fridays, everybody's half Fridays are half ass. A little bit. You know, we try to get ready for the weekend. Uh, bare minimum Mondays. Because they just can't fathom. Because it's Monday. just a way to ease into the week and just kind of check on your mental health. And it's like, okay, mm. first of all, you didn't invent this. This is the participation. Everybody's doing generation. this. We just don't advertise it. Cause that's fucking stupid. Oh my god, you you hit the nail on the <laughs> head here. Okay, so let's go ahead and do a deeper dive because what you're saying is absolutely fucking true. <laughs> so this bare minimum Mondays. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I know that y'all, okay, let me, let me, let me, okay, I've got an anecdote that could pretty much nail this. So <laughs> my grandfather, no, my, not my grandfather, my uncle, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention which one because there's six of them, um, thought that he had discovered masturbation and he was like, why did he think that? Well, how old was he? 11. Oh, okay. Sure. Well, yeah. As, as you do. Because <laughs> when you discover it, red letter day. <laughs> um, so he goes down to my grandmother and proceeds to tell her that he's discovered this thing that if everyone would just do this thing, 
the world would be a better place <laughs> and how everyone would just be fine. <laughs> and my grandmother was just biting her lip going, mm. that's great, hon. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. <laughs> Please don't show me. <laughs> um, so having this sort of situation where it's like, being lectured to about bare minimum Mondays or even quiet quitting because this is the same. Oh generation. yeah, the quiet quitting. Yeah, they, and that's not a new thing either. No. Generation X has been doing that for years. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Oh, please tell me, give me a lecture about how you've discovered this maneuver that's going to change everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Can't wait. I mean, our whole generation is about flying under the radar because nobody's really paying attention to us, and no even if has. we had something to say, nobody would listen. And so, this generation, the Gen Z. I would say late millennial or like late millennials, like the early millennials are not, they're a borderline. There, there, there are some good ones. There are some Yeah, great they're still, ones. they still have their feet on the ground a little bit. But, there are. Um, I mean, they have to talk about everything and think that they, I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, this is not a new concept. People have been doing this. Well, and also, okay, so it, it's, it's the participation trophy culture. Mm-hmm. Like these are the kids that oh here's a trophy oh here's a sticker oh. I mean well and what is I mean I'm sorry I interrupted you go ahead no go right ahead oh but I'm just like how fucking privileged is this this is exactly what I'm saying yeah the entire so go tell the go the, tell the police officer or you know the the EMT or the emergency room doctor. Why don't you have a bare minimum Monday? Like, just ease into your week and right. get your Starbucks. Sure, go ahead and give that to. Okay, so surgeons. Even a Starbucks barista couldn't have a bare minimum Monday. No, are you kidding me? The millennials <laughs> that he has to serve coffee to would have a riot. <laughs> they would, they would tear that shit down. Oh yeah, like we're gonna burn it. <laughs> like you know how a match works. That's cute. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Gen X played with matches all day long <laughs> as you know from our last podcast yes exactly <laughs> where john almost just... burns down an entire park <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's nice i just made little fires in my backyard well, i didn't burn anything down i didn't burn anything down i came close well i had a pool so if anything <laughs> happened i could just <laughs> dump some water on it La-ti-da. Uh-huh. Um, so okay um is there do we just like stand back in mystified awe about <laughs> that situation or are we supposed to like do anything how am i supposed to work i'm with not gonna that? do anything i'm gonna let them hang themselves on it yeah for sure <laughs> it's like you're advertising that you're doing the bare minimum and you've given it a label that's cute yeah like, go ahead and tell your team the rest of your team that you're not pulling your weight <laughs> advertise it right. taking tell them you're taking a mental health morning i'm sure they'll love that <laughs> I can't go to work today. My yoga class started late, so and I'm just not my. I'm not in line with my chakras right now. I mean, have we become that much? I mean, are we so entitled that as a culture, are we so entitled that we just have the go getiveness of like veal? (laughs) You're like you've got the aspirational goals of veal. Sit in your cage, get fattened up. Mm. I mean, I think, do you remember that song? I think it was by Porno for Pyros called Pets. Mm-hmm. We made great pets. pets. Yeah, yeah. That's basically, and Perry Farrell was saying that that was a, a letter to aliens about coming to Earth and telling them that we would make great pets because. <laughs> I didn't, knew, I didn't ever realize yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, huh. No. Oh. Okay, yeah, you know, and when I look at like my cats and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, being a pet would rock. Oh my god, I want to come back as my cats if I die. I know, I want to have like gay owners <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I want a single lady owner, a single lady or a gay man. <laughs> yep, that's it. That is the life, my friends. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, what are we doing job wise? Um, just because I like my job, I just don't want to go into the office anymore. Oh yeah, I mean I don't have to for do various that. reasons, and some, and I've got some valid reasons. I mean, I've been at this particular job for over six years now, and I'm like, okay, I've shown that I can do this um, 
work away and mm-hmm. now they're trying to up the days that we come into the office because they're like no the world's getting moving again yeah here's the thing the world has changed forever mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. this whole eight to five monday through friday thing is never gonna happen well and again. i don't understand it's we've just proven not. that people can be productive at home and even more so that they don't have to commute to work and the overwhelming message here is that when during this covid time we really got to realize how important our personal lives are and mm-hmm. how much we neglect them mm-hmm. or had neglected them. Yeah. And so now we have, we've tasted the fruit. Mm-hmm. So do we want to turn saying, okay, well, we're back at it. You know, that was a good lesson, but no, I mean, no, we don't. Well, and also, well, because of me being who I am, I'm always thinking, how many things can I get done today? So anything, anytime I can work <laughs> at home and get my laundry done and make meals for the week and, uh-huh. and still work. Meal prep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, getting laundry done in the middle of a, of a conference call, <laughs> I'm all about it. I'll just mute out. It's like, oh, no, that's too I'm going to fold my laundry right now. No, yeah. No, no, Got to get those red socks out. <laughs> on everything. Multitasking. Multitasking. <laughs> So, okay, so we've got um, Asheville coming up this week, this mm-hmm. uh, this year. Mm-hmm. We're doing that later on this summer. We need to figure out how we're going to do this while you're in Asheville. Yeah, we, well, we've got a lot of stocked up. So I, I know mean, we do, but yeah, but but I'm going to be gone for three months. Exactly, we don't so, have that much stocked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you need to hop on a plane to Asheville. They're thirty nine bucks. Is it really that cheap? It's thirty nine dollars. Okay, and we have a spare bedroom. Great. I have to also hop on a plane to Missoula because I'm still looking for a house. I do need to spend some time there. Oh, well, fuck me for inviting you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if the flights are cheap enough, sh- sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just a weekend. You can come. We can hike. There's oh, great hiking out yeah. there. Yeah. Sort of just ridiculous hiking. And there's the Biltmore out there. Have you heard about the Biltmore? Oh, I've seen pictures of the Biltmore, yeah. Yeah, to go inside is outlandish. Mm. I mean, it was the largest freestanding residence in North America, the Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilts. Duh. Yeah. And get this. This is some shit. Okay, so the family still owns the property Mm -hmm. and um, to take a tour of it costs $75. Mm-hmm. And they do them, they stagger the tours um, by five, I think five, 10 minutes apart each one and five members in each, 75 bucks a pop. So if you're in a group of five, five times 75 is what? Oh, Come on. Uh, you're like, oh, broadcasting majors <laughs> can't do goddamn math. 75. How many times did you five. have to take the math course or the math test? Um, that's 375 every, every ten five minutes. minutes. Every five 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And so, and if you, and throughout the day, and the family does not pay taxes on the property. What? Why? How? They got an exemption. Based on what? Is it public? Because, is it like a park or what? Because they applied for it and got it and they knew it. I mean, the family is ancient and they have enough connections to get this thing pulled, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I mean, they own like all of the property. They've done all this work. The family has done a lot for the area. That is true. And in fact, during World War II, they moved a lot of the... Um, um, art from the Smithsonian to the Biltmore to hide it in case we got invaded from Nazis. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You learned that on the tour. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, neat. Um, so we could do that when you're there. And there's also, there's actually a couple of comedy clubs and I'm thinking about, you know. Oh, you think about getting on stage yeah, and like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's flaunting fun. your wares. Yeah, and you know they they haven't heard my shit, so it's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this is new <laughs> <Ooh>, audience. <laughs> Great, let me break them in. Um, <laughs> so, um, I actually saw a commercial for visiting Asheville, an Asheville commercial the other night. I thought of you. Well, yeah, it's great. I mean, we're we're considering settling down there, which you know. Yeah, and um, it's it, it's just one of those things where you know the, I'd like for you to see it. Mm-hmm. Much like I would like to go and visit you in Missoula yeah. when you get there. So. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You have an extra room, and if flights are that cheap, flights are not going to be cheap during the summer, though. I bet they go up. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. What, what for, for Asheville? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's this thing called Allegiant, which is the <sighs> Greyhound of the Skies. Yeah, here it is. Okay, yeah. They, the flights are cheap. Mm-hmm. There will be screaming babies. 
you just have to just know that. <laughs> Don't be like, that baby's crying. No shit. It's 39 bucks. What did you want? <laughs> <laughs> really? So you just have to. How long is the flight? Two hours. Okay. Direct? It's, yeah. Uh, Direct I could probably... from Austin. And you get to leave from the South Terminal. Oh, that. I've never been from that terminal. I love the South Terminal. Is there food there? Yeah. What's there? Um, it's like snack food. It's not like food food. Oh, they don't have like the restaurants like they, they do have. have a they do have a food truck. Okay. Yeah, and and margaritas. So yeah, no. Okay. They, I mean, there's food, but yeah. Um, so back to your point on mm-hmm. um Gen Z and mm. what are their what are, what are I their thought f- we moved on from that. Yeah, well, I'm going back. <laughs> um, what are their relationships like with their family? Do you think? Do you think they have good familial relations? Do you think that they don't? Because I really don't have strong familial ties. Like I've got an uncle that I'm close with. My sisters and I don't speak. And I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I but I have I know people that are parents, and from what I can tell, they're not in a big hurry to leave home. Okay. Why should they be? Right. They yeah. have a pretty good... I mean, I booked when I was 17. Well, I, I, was, I, I hated living with my parents. Off and up out. Yeah, I was... I, I, I couldn't get out of there fast I enough. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I was a vapor trail. <laughs> Remember how in, in Sesame Street when like, like, ah, and they'd run, like Super Grover would run through something, and it was just like a cutout of his of his body in a mm-hmm, wall. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, because they're moving so fast. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, that was me. Yeah, same here. <laughs> that was absolutely me. And I, and we we just had this sort of our whole thing was being independent, like that well, was. Well, I think like, that there's also the point that I don't know about your parents, but um, I think parents of uh, that are our generation and a little bit younger are a lot more civilized in how they deal with conflict, and therefore I don't think there's a lot of. Well, drama I'm, between parents because they like kind of like keep that away from the kids. Whereas my parents full on fought in front of me, screaming, yelling, hitting, all that. It right, was just like right. My, they did not hide that from my, me. My and, home life was a war zone. Yeah, it was, it was awful. And, and okay, so here's the thing about boomers, and <laughs> I'm gonna go off on boomers for about two minutes. Here's the thing. Um, they were the generation that had the first, they were the hippies. Mm-hmm. They were hippies. Mm-hmm. And then they grew into yuppies. Mm-hmm. So it was all about them. Mm-hmm. And It was always all about them. It was always all about them. <laughs> children were an appendage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I have these children. They exist in their rooms. Blah, blah. <laughs> children are seen and not heard. That whole shit. And then, and then they left us to fend for ourselves when they were working because they couldn't be bothered. And then they're shocked when we don't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> You're like, you set this up. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you mad at? I mean, my parents were not boomers. They were um, Depression era. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, so when you have a mother that picked cotton all day because she was the daughter of a sharecropper because they didn't have a tractor. I mean, how? Wait, what? Did you grow up in the color purple? <laughs> She did. <laughs> Only white. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. Um, Excuse me. Um, and yeah. Have she, you ever picked cotton? No. It's but I mean those cotton bowls. They're sharp. She would tell no, me they're sharp and they're they dig into your cuticles when you try to pick it. There's the whole thing has thorns in it. Yeah. It's like working in a briar patch. I mean the whole thing is covered in yeah, thorns. Yeah. And she told me that. Um, she didn't like being tanned and toned because all of the girls that were privileged were white and doughy. That was the sign of beauty back then. She was like, I was always tanned and toned. I would look, she was like, I would be beautiful now because everybody likes to be tanned and toned. Right. She was like, but back then it meant I was working in the field all day and I couldn't wait for school to start because it meant I didn't have to work in the field all day wow. <laughs> in the summer. This yeah. was up in North Texas. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my family had a ranch mm-hmm. and, and we'd go out and and hang out with my with my grandparents and they would uh did i tell you about the time that my sister bought a vibrator with green stamps (laughs) (laughs) the snh green stamps (laughs) she bought a vibrator with those yes okay i i don't know what shocks me more about that the fact that there were vibrators at snh what 
what was that? What? Who sold it? Was it S and H? Was the name of the store? Go what ahead. Was it? Go ahead and, and ask all the questions. I'll address them in the story. But go just, ahead. Just tell me. <laughs> I have so many questions. All right. So. One summer, we had put our parents through it, and they're like, we're taking you to your grandparents. We're going to let camp. I'm like, this isn't camp. And so we, <laughs> we, we spent uh, this, um, like a, a good like four weeks. I think we spent like a whole month out there in the middle of nowhere near Mineral Wells. Mineral oh, Wells was, yeah. Mineral Wells was the closest big town. Mm-hmm. And so we, went, we were there, and we would, we would plant crops during the day. Like We actually like went up and down the rows and dropped like corn in, in the rows and cooked them over with their foot, because that's what you do. And then, because we were raccoon children that went through everything... <laughs> No, I mean, oh, we went through everything. <laughs> when my parents would leave, we would go through all their stuff. <laughs> Nosy kids. It was. We found some things we didn't. We no, have. you don't want to do that. No, it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's bad. Oh my, ugh, some you can't unsee stuff. <laughs> so, but so we were raccoon children in my grandparents' house, and um, we found the drawer of green stamps, and my grandfather said. Y'all share and share alike. No one gets more than anybody else. And so, and uh, my grandmother, who was one of the funniest person in the, I'd ever met, she had this wicked sense of humor. And I was like, I want to be like her. Is this your funny. mom's mom? No, this is my dad's stepmother. Oh, so okay. We, no wow. blood, no blood relation. Okay, yeah. And then, um, so we find them. And we put all the fucking stickers in the fucking book, and, blah, 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 blah. and then they, we break out the. the the calendar the the catalog and i got something and then my the middle child she got something but my oldest sister got something and then uh like two weeks later we go and pick it up at the green stamp store in mineral wells we had these things called a matterhorn at baskin robbins which is seven scoops of ice cream (laughs) and we're like i want a matterhorn and you're and my grandma's like do you want to share one and we're like no (laughs) we each got a matterhorn oh my gosh did you eat all of it, all of you? I tried. <laughs> no, there's no and no, no, there's no hope. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> like, so, so, no, I was like, I was like nine. It was like nine. oh, big difference. Yeah, and um, Beth was like fourteen, and she and uh, our our shed came in. We picked it up, and then our parents came to pick us up like two days later, and I got an alarm clock. And because I'm a big nerd from way back, I was like, I want time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, Sarah got a soccer ball. I was like, I got a soccer ball. And <laughs> she whips this thing out. And uh, it's kind of shaped like a gun. And my mom said, and she says, I got a personal massager. And my mom, without missing a beat, she goes, Beth, you bought a vibrator? And <laughs> she's like, my back hurts. <laughs> And she was 14? Yeah, 14 or 15. Yeah, I think it was 15. And um, the thing plugged into the wall. And uh, it had this really aggressive, angry click. It was like... (laughs) 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 It was... There was no mistaking that sound. (laughs) Like, click. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) And so... (laughs) You would hear that. And then the lights would dim a little bit. <laughs> no, they didn't. No. The screen on the television would go like wonky. <laughs> Mom, Beth's back hurts a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, Johnny, it does. Is she going to get better? No, John, she's not. <laughs> not until she's probably over 50. <laughs> she, uh, she, uh, we didn't see a lot of Beth that summer. She was just Where's a, Beth? Figuring things out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but it was uh, the things you can get with green stamps. It was great. Um, but Mineral Wells is a pretty cool town. It still is, but it's got this amazing old sort of like old hotel that um, it was tall. It was like, you know, seven, eight stories for mm-hmm. a town in the middle of nowhere. A mm-hmm. seven, eight story building is like sort of like, wait, what? And in, in it was big and like, the turn of the century, like the sort of 20s, 30s, 40s era before plane flights became a thing, before people would travel by plane places, they would drive there. And so Mineral Wells was like this midpoint between Dallas and Fort Worth mm-hmm. and Oklahoma City. And so yeah. you would you'd stop into Mineral Wells. and, and Oh, the, is this it? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually writing a story and that's... 
in the story. But yeah, I think they're I think they're redoing it too. I think it's open. Too. Yeah. Isn't that neat? That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on two eighty one. Yeah. That's a scenic route to Dallas, or well, it's it's is it north of Dallas? North of Dallas. Oh, okay. I've never been there. Kind of. It's it's like west of Dallas. It's Mineral Wells. It's close to uh, Fort know. Worth. Close. I know it's Mineral Wells. Like Weatherford. Oh, there's a fossil park. Oh, well, look at that. Oh, look at me. You're not paying attention. <clears throat> You're playing on your phone. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking up Mineral Wells. I wanted to look up the hotel you were talking well, sure, about. Sure, yeah. Well, hey. Um, it's very cool. Do you, do, you have the, the, do you have the grape juice? Would you like the juice? I would like some grape would juice. Would you like the juice? I want the juice. Here you go. <laughs> um, <coughs> Excuse so, me. Oh, that's um, this is great. Who are we drinking today? Studio by Miraval. Miraval, which used to be owned by Brad and Angelina. Oh, okay. So it mm-hmm. tastes like pretentiousness, <laughs> good fortune, good looks, and pretentia. Good looks and pretentiousness. Yes. And well, lots of kids. Lots of kids. Uh-huh. Why was it the en vogue thing for celebrities to adopt multiple children? Do you know who did that? Do you know who started that? Well, you know. Joan Crawford. Adopt, don't shop. <laughs> Joan, Joan yeah. Crawford adopted multiple children. It wasn't just Christina. No, she, I know. She adopted like twins and she had this, their son. And mm-hmm. I mean, and she left none of them anything why did she have them if she wasn't going to have some kind of legacy well, with that? Have you seen Mommy Dearest? I know. You know, I know. She did it for publicity. That's right. That's right. No, I have seen Mommy Dearest. It's been a really long time. They all do it for pu- publicity. Evidently, she had horrible teeth. Like, they were all rotten. Good. 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 <laughs> I hope it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, that's uh, karma. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, okay, well... You reap what you sow, so... Absolutely. Mm. But I will say, uh, Madonna, I did see her on a talk show, and she was talking about how her son that she adopted is very, very interested in soccer, like loves soccer. So she moved the family to... Where did she move to? Now I'm going to be... It was either Spain or Portugal, where they have the best soccer teams. So that he could have the best, you know soccer experience and coaches and all that good stuff. I thought that was pretty... So is he playing soccer or is he just... This in- was years ago when I saw this interview. Is, this, so is I don't he just know. an enthusiast or... No, he he wants to be a, wanted to be a serious player at the time. But like I said, I saw this interview. She looked ridiculous. She was wearing a grill and an eye patch and this god-awful outfit that was, you know... I thought... I'm glad you're a dedicated mom, and that sounds really cool. Can we talk about the outfit, though? Yeah, I know. You're trying too hard, honey. Well, I mean, she's made a a career out of recreating herself every so often. Where do you go? Like, after, yeah, I mean, you do have to make make some drastic steps if you're always always reinventing yourself. And what do you have about you that remains constant? What is there a constant of? If you are constantly just taking the form of whatever you know thing that you're in then you're water and water really i mean i mean you're if you're so fluid in your personality mm-hmm. then what are people going to say is remarkable about you what are people going to say this is the thing about you that is you mm-hmm. if they're if you're constantly changing you what's left what's at your core What's at your core? Well, that's absolutely because I used to a long time ago. I used to watch these makeover shows where they take the person shopping. And sometimes they would have people. Most of the time, they had people that didn't have any kind of like I don't care about how I look and I don't care about my clothes and blah 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 blah. But every once in a while, they would have somebody with a really strong personality that had a definite style, and the style was horrible. Yeah. And they were just like, you know, you need to kind of tone you down a little bit. Like it's great that you have a style. It's great that you're interested in fashion, but you know. You're, you know, you're trying to look too young or you're trying to look too this or too that. We just need to tone it down. And nine times out of 10, and this is kind of how I feel about this, what we're talking about with Madonna, um, they were using that to hide. It was kind of a, it was like a cloak. It was like a mask almost. Sure. Okay. I can see that. Sure. It's like to hide insecurities. To hide insecurities. Or what if people see the real me and they don't like it? Right. Exactly. So I'm not really saying. I mean, I'm not saying that's what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing. I just know that it, I'm just like, Ugh, she, that well, that outfit and, is ridiculous. And to that mindset, 
what if people see something and they see the real me and they don't like it? Why do you care? Right. As long as you like it, who cares? What true. Else true. Does? I mean, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. And if you're ch- constantly changing, well, maybe it, she does. Maybe she doesn't care that people don't like it. Oh no, she cares. That's true. She probably does. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine the insecurities of someone? Okay. And here's, okay, so there's multiple layers that we could talk about here. So, okay, so I also think that, oh, uh, my friend uh, Jason. Hi, Jason. Um, <laughs> who uh, used to be a flight attendant on mm-hmm. NetJets. And what they do is they... Private jet company. Private jet company. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they staff people who already own the jets. Okay. Because just because you own a jet doesn't mean you know how to fly it. Right. And sure as hell, you don't want to get anything for yourself. So you're going to have a flight attendant there handing you shit. So he told me the ins and outs of people. And um, I, I can't mention it because I think he signed a paper. But um saying he wouldn't, but whatever. I don't think he exists anymore. Um, and you cannot have a conversation with Madonna. I've, you I'm have, wondering if I heard this before I, from you. I think it was from me. Probably. I think I've told yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to have, you have to ask Madonna's personal assistant if Madonna would like a glass of orange juice. And then the, the, the and as if Madonna couldn't hear the question, the, the assistant looks at Madonna, would you like a thing, a, a glass of orange juice? And then Madonna looks at the, no, I would not like a glass of orange juice. And then the, the assistant like a, looks at the, the flight attendant, she would not like a glass of orange juice. Is there something she would like? Is there something you would like? I mean, honestly, that it's... It's kind of like how the queen, you couldn't look the queen in the eye or whatever if you, you were You couldn't do that with Maria Shriver either. Wait, where are you pulling Maria Shriver out? Because Why? that's one of the things in her contract with NetJets. It's like you can't have, you can't look direct Maria Shriver right in the eye. Why? She doesn't like it. <laughs> wow. And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger will not have male flight attendants. Wow. Because they're homosexuals. <laughs> and wow. Okay, so that leads me to, to something else. Okay, so why is it that heterosexual men go into a gay bar and they're like, well, they better not hit on me. I was like, great. Um, <laughs> you look like you walked off the set from Jabba the Hutt's little party barge and, or the Dark Crystal pick. And uh, <laughs> you get to choose. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what makes you think that you're just this complete... Just delicious gay treat that no one can. I was like, oh no, there's the gay treat that I have. It's probably because they've been so exposed to, you know, there's always in every movie and in every TV show, and and actually in real life because I've seen them before. The the gays that like a challenge, okay. those gays. Yeah, um, that's that that's TV. Those are movies. I mean. And if I've met gays like that before, I mean, it's been a long time. They since like a challenge. Well, I mean, they like straight men. And I cannot lie. <laughs> no, um, it's, I, I, I mean, I guess that can be a thing. Sure. But it's not common. I mean, there's not something. And if, if, uh, if a gay man does go after a straight guy for whatever reason, um, it's, you know, it, it it's not the norm. It's mm-hmm. not like okay, but if if you're if you're if you've got it going on, and you could have it going on, no matter who you are. I mean, if 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 you've got your thing together, if you're confident, if you walk into a room and you're and you just beam joy and light and everything, and people want to be around you, you're attractive to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's true. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So. For people that are like, you know, crawling out from under a bridge and going into their local gay bar and going, you don't touch me. Okay, well, There cool. goes my weekend. <laughs> well, guess I'll go back to my gardening project. <laughs> <laughs> I had such plans. No, well, I guess. I was going to knit you a sweater, but I guess I can find out something else to do with my time. <laughs> um, but, I mean... And then, okay, so and and with that, you've also got this barrage of straight girls going to gay bars with their like bridal showers, and it's mm. like oh, it's a bachelorette party, and yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't want you there. No, we don't. We don't want to be treated like you know a petting zoo. <laughs> 
I've I've actually, you know, they they put their hands on you. They really will. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Because it's Well, they're safe. drunk. It they're do- drunk too. Right. Okay. If I was a if I was a heterosexual man and started molesting people in a straight <laughs> bar, I'm drunk. It's okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay. It's I'm not just okay, saying I think they're they're probably inhibitions or they're just not thinking clearly. Sure. They become like horrible frat guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a horrible frat guy. Great. Why does my drink now taste like roofie? <laughs> <laughs> I've developed an immunity. It's happened to me a lot. So Excuse me. To... Does this napkin smell like ether? <laughs> No, it's chloroform. Uh, <laughs> chloroform. Yeah, I don't. It's been a while since I've seen the "I like a challenge." Gay I don't, men. I, yeah, honestly, time. I mean, well, I, I don't really hang around gay men that much anymore. I don't hang around a lot of people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really hang around a lot of people anymore. <laughs> I mean, they're they're we've got friends and everything. Oh, by the way, um, so. Let's go ahead and have this conversation. How was your weekend? Oh, I had a really busy weekend that started out. I had tickets for uh, M83. Okay, yeah. How was that? Uh, Canceled. We went for drinks. We had dinner. We got there. He played one song and then walked off the stage. And then I saw EMS and police officers and whatever go back there, and then they came back up and said the show's canceled. I mean, I mean, it didn't get canceled before we got there. It was like we were there. It was a sold out show, so there was tons of people, mm-hmm. um, and they canceled it. So that was a bummer. That happened to me with Kings of Leon. Oh, I love Kings of Leon. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, I love M eighty three too. That was going to be a great show, but. I was very disappointed. Yeah. I still don't know like who was ill, what happened. Sure. Um, that sucks. Yeah. But uh, then... The, you get all the way down there. Yeah. They play one song. We went, I mean, we were making a whole night of it um, and went to a new uh, place on East 6th that was really good. It's like a New Orleans-inspired bar called Uptown Sports Club. Okay, cool. Um, food was great. Cocktails were great. And yeah, so we were really psyched. And then we get there and that happened and... Um, but then Saturday, um, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years since before COVID had a fish fry and that was awesome. I mean, I saw people I haven't seen in seven, eight years. Was it outside? Yeah, I was outside. Cause I was, I was like, the last thing I want my, my home to smell like is fried. No, 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 no. It's outside. <laughs> she, and, and she has like, she lives, um, kind of behind like Lake Austin Boulevard, like Maudie's and whatever. So okay, tons yeah. of like beautiful oak trees. So it was very shaded. Right, right. And they had a movie screen set up and they were playing all sorts of like uh, Gen X crap, you know, like scenes from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the Thanksgiving scene is the best. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's um, a and all these like old shows. That was awesome. Um, just, you know, playing and just being around people. I mean, w- I saw friends that I must have hugged like 10 times bef- like while we were there just because we hadn't seen each other in so long. Um, you know, we took for granted when they, you know, because they all have kids and, you know, we don't, we didn't see each other that much before COVID and then COVID happened. We couldn't see each other now. And even since then, it's like we still haven't really had that many opportunities to, it got a little emotional. We got some, you know, lots of hugging, lots of, I love you and I miss you. And it was really, but it was so great seeing everybody. It was really, it was, that was a good, that was a good time. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I made, wait, didn't you also go to a winery? Yeah, we went to a winery yesterday. Yeah, I, was, I had a busy weekend. Yeah, you were all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we went to wineries yesterday out in high. And it was, and that was another was very surreal. Like we were, um, my friend Amy like gave somebody some sunscreen because they were getting sunburned, and so they gave us their wine. And then another person was like, "Oh, we can't drink and drive, so here, here, have our wine." And we didn't end up like buying any wine because people just kept giving us theirs. <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, uh, okay. Now, how do I make this work? I know <laughs> it's never <laughs> happened I, before. How do I make that work? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, did a lot of gardening work this weekend. 
got a lot of things taken care of. Uh, transplanted some things. Make sure my bulbs are coming in. So that's good. Moved our bird of paradise outside. So that's good. Th- those things are fucking huge. And um, I wish I had a green thumb. <sighs> oh yeah, no. It's it, trust me. It's not me. It's all Hans. I figured. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, but he's also got like a disorder where he. If he goes into a, a plant nursery, he will walk out with something. Mm-hmm. He he will do it, and and it's fine. You know what? It's it's great. I mean, you've seen our house. There's greenery. Yeah, everywhere. you guys have plants everywhere. everywhere. It's really pretty, right? And it's oxygen rich, so mm-hmm. it's like yay. <laughs> um, and uh, Sunday, I made French onion soup from mm-hmm. scratch, mm-hmm. which, if you don't know, I mean. It takes hours to make French onion soup. I can only imagine. I mean, you have to cut up four large onions. That's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, uh, and you have to cook them down. And, when, and in the process of cooking them down, it says in the recipe, this will take 45 to 60 minutes. You're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't walk away from it. You can't? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, you have to constantly stir it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can walk away from I it for a French little bit. Soup though, so good. Oh, what yeah. about the bread? Where does the bread come from? Like, what kind of bread do you use? French, just French bread. Oh we, yeah, that makes sense. I use French bread, and then <laughs> what do you use? Rye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's French onion soup. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. And um, I use. I uh, thought it was French because it was France. Also that, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I. Uh, I toasted the bread and I used Gruyere and um, double cream Havarti for the top. Oh. Yeah, it was killer. Mm. I knocked it out of the park. It was great. And we had our friends, um, uh, Kermit and Abel, over. They are, okay, so they have been together as long as I've been alive. They got they met when Aww. I was born. And they've been together ever since. Aww. Yeah, Kermit saw Abel as a dancer in Anything Goes on Broadway and said... <gasps> That's my guy. I got to have him. And they've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah, that's fun, huh? I was like, <laughs> I was like that is the coolest thing ever. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I've got um, not like a dating history. It's more of a body count. Um, <laughs> think of all the people that I've dated. Um, uh, I one time had a really deep and meaningful relationship with a gentleman for an evening. Do, <laughs> do you know that years and years and years ago... Um, Gosh, I guess when I was in college, because I I was a late bloomer. I didn't like get like uh, sexually active until I was in college. Didn't do it in high school or anything. Me neither. Yeah, 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 just wasn't available. And at one point, I was you know early into it. You know, I was starting to date around in college and starting to experiment or whatever. Um, (laughs) my sister said, "Oh, you need to start writing down the names." Of the guys that you've been with. Because trust me, you're not going to remember them all. And I was like, there's no way oh, yeah. I'm going to sleep with that many men. Me neither. <laughs> I did. <laughs> a few years later, oh, me and that? a friend were trying to remember all the guys. And we were just like, there was my friend was like, there was the guy from Spanish class. And I'm like, and there was the guy that I met that. The, oh, my God. She was right. I don't remember. No. <laughs> and it wasn't like I was that promiscuous. No, I didn't. That, I really, didn't, I wasn't. I didn't get promiscuous till later. <laughs> <laughs> and even later, like, I had an active time and then it dropped off and I, then it never picked up again, you know. But, I mean, I still don't think that in the grand scheme of things that I'm as promiscuous as most people I know, but I still can't remember everybody. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm, I'm as pure as the driven snow sure you are i know you are <laughs> snow that's nobody before driven was. over four or five thousand times <laughs> <laughs> you're plowed no 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 that's rude um, <laughs> so gross <laughs> um yeah yeah i don't want to say that but i'm gonna um yeah have you ever run across a man who has named his junk? 
No, I don't think so. That was a I thing mean, that we did when you were kids. I don't like, yeah. remember. If, if they did, they didn't tell me. It was a really stupid thing that, that little boys did. Was yeah. Like, it was like, oh, this it, it does stuff, so I'm going to name it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a mind of its own, it so I'm going to name it. It's going to name it. It thinks for me. Um, <laughs> Great. How is it at long division? Not good. <laughs> not, not good. Not good at all. <laughs> nope. It doesn't make the best decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it can't diagram a sentence. <laughs> Don't rely on him for that. <laughs> and they're always male names too. You never right. say, "Oh, you named your you named your member. What'd you name it? Bernice." <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. No one ever does that. But Her name's Gertrude. Gertrude Stein. Stein. <laughs> Gertrude, Gertrude Stein. Gertrude Stein. <laughs> um, so someone, I, I, I saw this on, uh, so back to the generational stuff that we, we started on. Oh, yeah. Well, back to full circle. All right. Well, we do this. Um, mm-hmm. Just circular. 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 Um, they, we were referred to as a lost generation. Were we? Yeah, kind of, somewhat. You know, it's funny because I saw this. I mean, it's a little off topic, but I was watching this. Who sent this to me? It was an Instagram video of this guy. He was a British guy. And he was talking about how um, the difference between um, different generations when you invite them to a party. He was like, a baby boomer will show up 15 minutes early and they will be banging on your door. Like, yep. Yep. Generation X, <laughs> about a week before the party, they're going to call you to see if the party's still happening and are they still invited because they've been forgotten about and people flake out on, have flaked out on them so many times that they want to make sure, is the party still happening? Am I still invited? Are we still doing this? <laughs> They'll check in with you about 30 times before the party starts. That <laughs> I was sounds, like, oh that, my God, that, sounds that about is right. so true. That sounds about right. <laughs> yep. That's, that's like, are we still doing this? This is a thing, right? You still like me, right? We're friends? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I, I, I won't. Okay. <laughs> if you come up with other plans, it's no problem. Just let me know. Oh, my feelings won't be hurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> That's a big California thing. What? So okay. So I w- when I was living in California, there was there there was this culture. I mean, in San Diego, where you would invite people to go out. And first off, this is two thousand eight, and everyone was losing their jobs because it was the mm, great. Re- yeah. It was a huge recession going on. People are losing their homes. Everyone's on unemployment. Like we would go out to dinner, and like seven out of ten people were like on unemployment. Mm-hmm. And um, but regardless of all that. If you set dinner plans and you were supposed to go and you invited, say, 10 people, contemplate or consider like five of those 10 people that said that they were going to come at the time are not going to come because they got better offered. Mm, mm -hmm. And they're either they may give you an excuse, but they may not. And that's the sort of like, okay, if you're not going to... Oh, that totally sounds like a California thing. Better offer. I I have friends that I used to call, oh, it's better offer so-and-so. Right, right. It's sort of like, okay, well, yeah. And if it sounds like I'm bagging on California, I am. (laughs) Yes, you people need to get it together and start treating people more respectfully. So, yeah, I said it. (laughs) Write me a letter. (laughs) Find me. Um, and it was it was annoying, but and it became so much of a regular thing that no one even batted an eye anymore. It's like, oh, where's Brett? Yeah, he's not here. Okay, well, let's go on. I mean, and you don't hold up an evening for it. If they're not there, they're not there. Mm-hmm. But right, my, right, my, right. Yeah, it's like if they're not there, I'm not gonna sit around and like light a candle and like, oh, anybody know any Elton John songs? <laughs> Goodbye, Norma Jean. No one like does. Like a candle in the wind. <laughs> I haven't seen him in. Three weeks, so I guess he's dead. Um, so it was it, it was really annoying, but at the same time, it's just sort of like a regular occurrence. I'm praying that because all of these Californians are moving to Austin, that that's not going to happen here. And I know it already is. I know it's already happening. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a shame. I know people that um, that are... I mean, already. Um, I think I found myself doing it too. Yeah. What? Better offering. Like not going to something and going to something else because I got yeah. a better offer. Because I was just, that was the culture I was in. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. when in Rome, do what the mm-hmm. Romans do. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I don't like it, but our parents would have never done anything like that. If you I said have you it ingrained in me. You make a commitment, you follow through with that commitment to the it. point where Even if I have friends that are it. like, oh, I kind of have a headache. I'm not going to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Buck, like, buck up. Let's, uh, <laughs> come on. Headache? Come on. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up. Suck Let's it go. Up. That's what I meant to say. Suck it up. I don't know. Buck up. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't know. I get really stick. I'm a stickler for commitment. So even if I don't feel that great, I'm like, you know what? I said I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Right. If I, if I said I was gonna be there, I'd do everything I can to be there. But if something comes up and it's an emergency, well, yeah, if there's something more important. I don't mean socially important. I just mean more a higher priority. If something is higher priority, I'm going to. But. I will have a valid excuse and I will give you as much notice as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. But no call, no show means not invited to the next one. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yeah. No. Um, no. But I, uh, you know, I know people that already like in the last few years of how Austin has become that basically um, kind of they were their new relationships it seems like are based off of what they can offer them that's also a california thing yeah well so, that's happening here yeah, I, I see it yeah no i when i was working at a luxury gym as a spinning instructor mm-hmm. and i had the uh i i mean if i wanted to give away a gym membership i could mm-hmm. and so I, I had a lot of people like sort of like clamoring to be my friend until they found out that i don't give away free memberships and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, John, you can you can give me a free membership, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, never saw them again. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, and it was very much a relationships are a um parlayable sort of like negotiable commodity. Mm-hmm. That you could barter with. That's one of the many things that I started seeing happening here that I didn't want to be a part of. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Which is one of the lists of many reasons of why I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I want people to be genuine. Yeah, yeah. And if someone wants to hang out with me, I want them, I want them to hang out because they think I'm cool. <laughs> not, oh. not because I drive a Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> What? That's valid. <laughs> oh yes, I that's why home. we hang out together because we both drive Mazdas. <laughs> it's, it's like sorry, I can't hang with you. I, I only hang out with you because your Mazda is newer than mine. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> oh, Jan. Oh, Jan. Oh, Jan. Oh, Jan. <laughs> Today is you Mars- just want need to, you just want to be more popular at school. <laughs> school. <laughs> What was his name? Doug something or other. Who's those? He's the big man on campus. He's the most popular guy at Skill. I thought you were going to say Doug Hennings. Uh, <laughs> it's an illusion. Spirit world. <laughs> Doug Henning with that mustache. And you know, I was like, that man has to be a homosexual. He was not. He wasn't? No. He was wow. married to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Woman. W-O-M-A-N. That doesn't mean he's not a homosexual. Also that. <laughs> uh, he passed away of cancer, by the way. When? How long ago? A long time ago. Mm. Like, I don't think he made it out of the 90s. I just, I was going to say, I just remember him from the 70s. Yeah, the 70s. He's yeah. Like, it's the spirits of illusion. <laughs> so fun. It was great. Oh, and my the God. outfits and the hair and the mustache. The mustache. The mustache. Ooh. Ooh, the Doug Henning mustache. For all of you who don't know it, look him up. Yeah, look him Doug up. Doug Henning. He it's was, a treat. Yeah, it is really a treat. I mean, I'm not even going to go. That'll. It's a. It's a subject for another podcast. But I do want to go off about how I feel about magicians and illusionists. Hit it. Biggest Maga- narcissist in the world. Magicians. Yeah. Okay, I've got a cousin. Um. I just. I. Just, I don't know what it is. I rank him up there with people that believe in Bigfoot, magicians. <laughs> <laughs> okay and what else i just there's some things i just can't i can't magicians hate them don't want to i just like i don't understand why that's a thing you learn how to trick people people are like oh oh my god that's all, so all this, the all, this all this all came this, this all resurfaced because i was what 
I was going to bed too late one night, and James Corden. Are you just making fun of my Renaissance garb? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. There was this guy that was because I could use that for magician. That was uh, he just was talking the whole time. So Matthew Monk or not Matthew McConaughey? Who was it? Uh, Owen Wilson and Brian Cranston were sitting on the couch, and they're holding these cards because this fucking magician guy was like taking over the whole show, doing his spiel and it's like and everybody was like oh my god oh my god and it's like yeah he learned how to trick you he's distracting you with one thing and he's i just can't with those people david blaine fuck that guy (laughs) (laughs) okay i've got uh one one word of recommendation for you um don't (laughs) don't don't watch a fucking magician show okay so i'm not i didn't so i turned to channel i've got a cousin who who taunts himself as a magician and i mean he was a he was a kid that that thought that okay oh talk about parents fucking up the kids um (laughs) i've got an aunt who and my cousin was really really smart but my aunt really fucked him up by the fact of he she told him like you're smarter than all the other boys and girls, so I don't want you to, to feel like you're a little alienated because you're smarter than everyone else, and everyone wants to be just as smart as you, and they're not. <laughs> and, oh my God, the head that she put on this kid, he thought that his shit didn't stink, he didn't have to do anything, like, it was just one of those things. And and I don't know, I mean, I haven't spoken to him in over 20 years, but, um, yeah, he uh, he was just, his his level of entitlement was... Like, oh, well, I'm better than everybody else. And then, you know, he was kind of a, he was also six foot three in like seventh grade. Whoa. But but yeah, he, or eighth grade and was never taught to fight. And so he went down like a, like a bag of dirt. Someone someone really cleaned his clock. And here's the thing. I went through something, now that I think of it, I went through something similar when I was in fourth grade. I walked in every day every freaking day and said hi ho john is here or hi ho the perfect has arrived and i was i was really why would you do that because i was arrogant af my uh wow that tracks (laughs) (laughs) you don't get to talk in your mic anymore (laughs) well i've had a series of humbling experiences that are i know 10 pegs of course Series of humbling experiences. You probably just thought you were smarter than everybody else, which was probably not far off. I was pretty smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... And then one day, my, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Bass, I'll never forget this, I walk in and I was like, hi-ho, John is here. And she got the entire class to stand up and clap. <laughs> That's awesome. That was great. I was like, uh... that was a badass move. And, um, <laughs> and I was just like, Wow. Baller move, lady. I was like, great. You just turned me into an actor. I was, oh, yeah. I had, I was like, oh. I kind of like, like this. <laughs> Give me more. I was into it. I was like, oh, yeah. You just fed the troll. <laughs> that she did. That she did. And uh, it, that was when I was like, I want to be famous. And now, I don't know if I want to be famous. I don't think I want to be famous. I just no. want to be rich. I want to be rich and I want to be famous. Or maybe a little bit famous. Famous in a very small sort of venue. I don't need to be like, I don't want to be fighting people off. I don't want, I don't want to have to hire goons to protect me. I don't want any of that. I, notoriety in the, in the field that I'm in, yes. Right. Notoriety in a respectful and humble way mm-hmm. would be nice. And to make a comfortable living doing something that I love, whether it be this or, um, I mean, because this is a passion project for both of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we wanted to be in radio. Yeah. And then radio turned out to be a shit show. So oh that God. didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, tell you what, we're going to, we're going to work. We're going to wind this down now. What? Do we want to wind this down now or just like, yeah, we'll wind it down. We'll now. wind it down. Okay. So to do be you, continued. Do you have any sage points of wisdom? I, you know, uh, it just if you have, you know, friends you haven't seen in a long time, reach out to them. It's reach out to them, and say hello. I can tell you, it's a very rewarding experience. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. And if someone wants to exit your life, let them. Well, yeah. Let them. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh my God. I'm sorry. We got all the way, 59, 10, and you had to burp in the microphone. 
You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> All right. It's a love burp. <laughs> It's a love burp. <laughs> This was everything was not planned. <laughs> Or not But not so planned. It's none of this is planned. None of this is planned. None of this is planned. Y'all so have, Y'all have a great week. Thanks thank for you for this. listening. We love you. Like and subscribe.